Christmas in Brightwood, Part 6, Young Doc Sniffly. Beckett first tracked down the doctor and sent him to the Lightfoots to check on Jasper's injured leg. Then he focused on finding help for the tree. He was bound and determined that Cosmo and Cherry would have their Christmas tree. His own family lived in the hollow of a beautiful red maple tree. They would miss the great blue spruce this year, like everyone else, but there was really no sense in fretting about a tree when you lived in one. Meanwhile, Oak, meanwhile, Oaks and Jasper arrived at the Lightfoot's den just a few minutes after the doctor. Rosie was waiting at the door, wringing her paws with worry. Cosmo and Cherry had been sent to their bedroom with strict instructions to not come out until called for. Rosie didn't want the kids to see their father in a bad way. "'It's not that bad, my love, I promise,' Jasper said, grasping her paw as Oaks set him down outside the den. The lumbering black bear would never fit inside the cozy fox den. "'Oaks, I can't thank you enough,' Rosie said, with tears in her eyes. "'I was glad to do it, Rosie. Brightwood has great need of Jasper Lightfoot,' he said, with a warm smile." Young Doc Sniffly came to the door to help Jasper inside. He was called Young Doc Sniffly because his father was Old Doc Sniffly. The name Sniffly, for a doctor, always made the kids grin and giggle, and some of the old foxes, too, for that matter. But Young Doc Sniffly was keen and clever. "'Oaks, has he lost much blood?' Doc asked as he glanced at the injured leg. "'Didn't seem to be too much,' Oaks replied." can't put any weight on it, Doc. I fell, trying to get away. From Night Stalker. Doc nodded gravely. Beckett Featherly told me. It's a good thing the grand celebration is cancelled. We'd be sitting in a perfect trap for Flint and Night Stalker. I'll leave you to your doctoring, Oaks said, and he turned to leave. Oh, please wait, Oaks. Just, just a minute. Let me give you something, please, Rosie pleaded. I have cakes and cookies and pies and jam and, and a loaf of bread just from the oven. No one in Brightwood turned down something from Rosie Lightfoot's kitchen, and Oaks was no exception. Any chance you have honey cake? Just baked this morning with Cherry's help, Rosie said. She scampered into her kitchen as Doc lowered Jasper onto the couch for an examination. She dashed back to the door of the den with the honey cake wrapped in one of her red gingham tea towels. It's not easy for a small red fox to hug a large black bear, but Rosie did her best. She squeezed Oaks as tightly as she could before pressing the honey cakes into his enormous paws. He'll be all right, Rosie, Oaks assured her. As Oaks took his leave, Rosie noticed the heavy mailbag by the door. She lugged it inside wondering how Jasper ever managed to carry and deliver so many things each day. She spied two sets of bright eyes peering and two long snouts peeping through a crack in their bedroom door. Her heart broke for her kits, so worried for their father, and she decided not to scold them. They would find out everything soon enough anyway. All of Brightwood would need to know Night Stalker was on the prowl. In the living room, Doc Sniffly wrapped Jasper's leg with a long white bandage. 
You won't be able to walk for a few days, after Christmas at least. Maybe the new year. Probably depends on how well you follow directions. Is it broken? Rosie asked. She dropped to her knees next to the couch and took Jasper's paw in hers. No, but it is a good sprain. The scratches, thankfully, are not very deep and didn't hit any significant veins or arteries. Jasper had a narrow escape, I think. But, thanks to Beckett and Oakes, it was an escape, Doc sighed. Then he added, Someone else will have to deliver the mail. Not very many foxes know the route, Jasper shook his head. Mayor Tansy, of course, but that would never do. What about your sister, Rosie suggested. Juniper? Hmm, that might do. Yes, that might work perfectly, Jasper said thoughtfully. Juniper was a fox that could keep her wits about her. She was level-headed and clever. Growing up as kids, Jasper drifted toward daydreams, and Juniper stuck to the practical. Now she was probably the best fox for the job, given all the circumstances. I could stop by and talk to her, Doc Sniffly offered, with a curious tone in his voice. It also happened that Juniper was a very beautiful fox and not yet married. And take her the mail. I'm sure she'll do it, Jasper nodded. Mama, can we come out? Cosmo called from his bedroom. Papa isn't dead, Cherry added. There was a moment of awkward silence among the grown foxes before Jasper began to laugh. Then Rosie started to giggle, and Doc Sniffly laughed so hard his glasses slipped right off his nose. Inside their bedroom, Cosmo and Cherry looked at each other with a mixture of concern and confusion. I think they've finally lost their minds, Cosmo said. Come on out, my sweet kids, Jasper finally shouted after he stopped laughing. He was deeply grateful for his kids just then, for breaking the tension of such a grave and frightful ordeal. They bounded from their room, tripping over each other and their own tails as they raced to their father. They smothered him with hugs and kisses, and now Rosie wept tears of joy. I'm sorry I didn't bring home a tree like I promised, Jasper said, cupping Cherry's face in his paw. I had just the one picked out. Tap, tap, tap. There was a knock at the door. No one should be out in the darkness. There's been too much coming and going today as it is, Doc Sniffly said sternly, as Rosie stood and went to the door. She peeked through the window, but couldn't quite believe her eyes. There was a tree on the other side of the door. But trees don't knock on doors. Tap, 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 tap. The knocking came again, and it sounded more urgent this time. Slowly, Rosie cracked open the door. Beckett Featherly fluttered inside. He had a sprig of holly in his beak. As Rosie pulled open the door a little farther, two beavers dragged a beautiful balsam fur into the den. They were followed by a handful of birds and squirrels carrying holly and ivy and other bits of verdant greenery. Beckett landed on a chair in the living room and dropped the sprig of holly from his beak. Your tree, Jasper, he grinned. The astonished faces of the foxes made him pleased and proud. Cosmo and Cherry leapt to their feet and began to dance around the den in pure delight. Kits, kits, help them with the tree. Put it over in the corner, there by the window, Jasper directed. Yes, yes, right there, right there. That's, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect, Rosie breathed. 
Never in her life did she imagine they would bring a tree into their home like the humans do. But now that it was here, she was filled with the strangest sense of joy. Can we decorate it? Cherry squealed. She scrambled to get the paper chain as Cosmo grabbed the star. Can I put the star on? Cosmo asked. I don't think you can reach, son, Jasper said. I can help with that, Beckett smiled. We'll do it together, Cosmo. Beckett flew to the top of the balsam fir, and as Cosmo reached on the tippy top of his toes, the bird pinched the star in his beak. Together they got it settled on the top of the Lightfoot's very own Christmas tree. Jasper gave the beavers his hearty thanks, for it would have been impossible without them, and Rosie, of course, made sure they departed with some of her sweets in hand. The trouble with you, Beckett, is I can't give you a parcel to take home to your family, Rosie said wistfully. A bird can't travel with baggage, after all, even a sparrow mighty at heart like Beckett. Your friendship is enough, Mrs. Lightfoot, he said warmly. Now, you foxes enjoy your Christmas tree, and I'm off to my own tree for the night. I have scout duty again tomorrow. Will you keep an eye on my sister? Young Doc Sniffly here is going to see if she'll deliver the mail for the next couple of days while my leg heals. Will do, Jasper, Beckett promised. I'll be on my way as well, Doc Sniffly said, taking up his medical bag and the mail bag. Rosie had tucked a batch of cranberry muffins into his medical bag. She placed a couple carefully wrapped cookies into the mail bag and a whole chocolate cake. Make sure Juniper gets the cake, she instructed and tell her to drop off the cookies at the red maple where the Featherleys live. "'Were you terrified, Papa?' Cosmo asked quietly, as Doc and Beckett left their den. "'I was, son. I thought I'd never see you again,' Jasper admitted. He patted his son on the back as Cosmo was getting a bit old for snuggles, but Cosmo surprised Jasper by laying his head on his father's chest." I don't want anything to ever happen to you again, Cosmo whispered. We'll do everything we can to stay safe, Jasper told him, and the rest we leave in God's hands. I prayed to God for help tonight, and he used Beckett to bring Oaks to save me. You see, it's good to be kind to everyone, not just the foxes, but even the animals not like us. But Beckett and Oaks can't be everywhere in Brightwood, Cosmo pointed out. No, but God is. God is everywhere in Brightwood. Every rock, every tree, every stream is under his care. Then how did the mountain lions come back? How did Night Stalker get into Brightwood? Well, I don't exactly know, Cosmo. There is still danger in the wood and always will be until all things new, Rosie explained to her son. She sat on the floor and Cherry scampered to sit in her lap. All things new, Cherry asked. There will come a time when God makes all things new. We animals look forward to that time, and always have. Then we'll live in peace with everyone, and all will be as God created it to be. Even with the mountain lions? Even mountain lions, and humans, Rosie said. Humans. Wow, Cosmo whispered. Until then, scary things can happen, Jasper said. But we keep trusting God. He has a plan and a purpose for all of us. Even me, Cherry wanted to know. Even you, Cherry Lightfoot, Mama pronounced, kissing the top of her furry head. I like our tree, Papa, Cherry sighed. 
No, I love our tree. Me too. Can we decorate it some more? Cosmo asked eagerly. Absolutely. You kids deck the tree and hang all that holly and ivy and greenery while I fix some dinner, Rosie instructed. And Jasper, you just take it easy. Bring me a cup of tea and I'll have all I need with you and the kids here at home, Jasper sighed. Never before had Jasper been so grateful for a safe, snug den, his own dear family, and his friends, and a piping hot cup of spiced tea.